you went into medicine, and when you did, you knew that there would be certain occupational hazards. However, I do believe that there is an occupational hazard of which you are not aware. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you exactly what that is and why you should be aware of it. Welcome to another episode of The Worthy Physician. This is a podcast that helps you to combat physician burnout and to ignite your passion for medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Supner Shaw Hawk, protecting yourselves against the occupational hazard of physician suicide. A letter from Rupinder Wega, who is a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist in the LA area. Her letter is very moving, and it is titled, My Love Letter to the Graduating Medical School Class of 2023, dated March 20th, 2023. Dear Graduating Class of 2023, by now, most of you have figured out where you matched. Hopefully, the celebrations are well underway. You've been through so much and worked so hard. As you labored toward this momentous finish line for decades, you have danced upon the dreams of your ancestors in two ways. Crossing the finish line is literally a fulfillment of the dreams of ancestors who gave and lost their lives for you. However, the suffering involved, bearing the immeasurable weight of the oppression and abuse endemic to medical training, is nothing that your ancestors would ever wish upon you. My name is Rupi, and that is the author, and I am a practicing healer, open parentheses, medical speak, double board certified child and adolescent and adult psychiatrist, close parentheses who completed the same medical school experience you just did in 2009. To be honest, I barely made it through because I found the experience to be so annihilating of my spirit and eroding of my soul. I then endured post-training for nine more years, in addition to lived professional experience and healing expertise, I carry the wisdom generated from my own experience walking away from the medical profession as a medical student, and then being subsequently policed, surveilled, and pathologized for making that brave decision when I returned, figuring out how to navigate that stigmatized space with limited direction and few guideposts, and now doing my best to share that hidden knowledge with the next generation of doctors like yourself is what inspired me to prepare this document for you. I was in the process of generating a safety plan for treasured colleagues when I realized I should make this information available to everyone. I am writing to implore you to schedule time to generate a meaningful safety plan to protect yourselves from suicide and to share it with your inner circle of friends and family, chosen or otherwise. I am asking for an hour a week for the next few weeks or months so that it can be finalized by the beginning of June. I imagine that no one is going to put this on your medical school graduation to-do list, which undoubtedly involves licensure, NPI registration, finding a place to live, and debt referral. In fact, I anticipate criticism for alarming you unnecessarily, but those of us who have been in the profession long enough owe you the benefit of our wisdom and a harm reduction strategy for the pain inflicted upon you. I hope the following step-by-step -step points and related checklist 
help you generate a plan to protect yourself. It is the healthiest and most vibrant of us who are the most allergic to the toxicity of medical training and therefore most prone to falling apart. This planning is not a sign of weakness, rather an assertion of your health and well-being. May you never have to use it, and may you ready and and may you be ready and determined if you ever do. I offer this letter not only as a show of love, but also as a formal apology for failing you. We, the previous generations of physicians, have lacked the imagination necessary to organize and demand the 21st century Flexner report needed to transform your training experience. As a result, we have served you up a disaster. Perhaps, if you're able to better protect yourself, you and your colleagues will have a little less trauma to bear and a little more freedom to insist upon something better for the generations that follow you. I wrote this letter in that spirit. This letter serves as a mandate for elder physicians to facilitate the safety planning outlined below. I am now going to read the list and the link to the entire letter will be in the show notes. Number one, recognize suicide as an occupational hazard. Number two, know that you have done nothing wrong and it is not your fault. Rather, you have been failed. Number three, make sure your family and friends recognize suicide as an occupational hazard. Number four, identify a safe support for weekly twice-monthly check-ins. Number five, do not expect your program directors to take care of you. It's a conflict of interest. Number six, find out exactly how many therapy sessions are covered by your health insurance plan now. Number seven, find a therapist now. Number eight, check whether your state has a physician health program. Number nine, consider applying for a life insurance policy now. Number 10, create an emergency fund for mental health care now and be mindful of paper trails. Number 11, form a peer support group now. Number 12, follow doctors on Twitter who have been open about their struggles. Number 13, inform yourself about disability insurance now. Number 14, consider a plan for hospitalization emergency care that factors in the unique risks and potential traumas facing a physician in training. Number 15, carefully consider what to share and what not to share about your protected health information, or PHI. Number 16, review the fine print of your residency program's sick days and leave policies. Number 17, know that you can leave for a time or for good. And it closes, all my love, Ruby. So physician suicide is listed as an occupational hazard in this letter. And it is astronomical to think that 300 to 400 physicians die from suicide annually here in the United States. That is definitely not talked about. It is a statistic I found upon my research about physician burnout and suicide in 2019 after my best friend, Dr. Bicker, died from suicide. And it absolutely is an occupational hazard because we as physicians are not able to seek mental help without being scared of professional repercussion. We are human, 
we have emotions, we have trialing times, there are traumas that need to be processed. We have to allow ourselves to be human and to get the help that we need. It is ironic that we as physicians would recommend this first line, whether it be therapy, medications, seeing a psychiatrist, or a combination of all to our patients, but we are patients as well. And we should also be able to consume the resources that we would prescribe first line. And the reason why this needs to be on your radar is because it can affect any one of us. We are all at risk because we are in a very demanding profession. We have lives outside of medicine. We wear multiple hats. So I really do want to drive home the importance of taking care of yourself. You are not alone. And please remember that you are replaceable at work, but not at home. Take that to heart. And this should always be on your radar and address it the best way we know how and as we are taught with proper guidance through mental health care, as well as being truthful with ourselves and those with whom we entrust our health care. If you have found this episode helpful, subscribe, share it with a friend, because we can all use community to understand that in burnout, we are not alone.